What's up, everybody? This is Benny J. And yo, it's your boy, Mr. Ride or Die, Central Hot in the building. And this is Internal Explosion, the podcast, episode 11. Cash cow. Cash cow. Cash. Rules cold, everything. Ooh, cold, hard cash. Let me ask you something, Chris. Yes, when sir. you think of a cash cow, what is the first image that pops in your mind? Cream. Yeah? Because cash rules everything around me. Interesting, because that's an acronym. Yeah. But yet still somehow has a direct connection with what is produced from a cow's udder. See that? You see that? You see that? I, I double entendered that thing. I like that. You went French with it. Double Ooh, entendre. There we go. You got it. Dude. You got it. Dude. So think about this cash rules everything around me. Wu Tangism that make oh, he threw up the woo. The woo woo. Enter the woo. Yes. Or don't. Depends on how much you want to uh Dabble in the dark arts. We got the eight chambers right here. Eight chambers. Oh, but technically we got six in the revolver. What are we Ooh. talking about? So <laughs> they ain't ready. We're, no, they ain't, nobody's ready for this nonsense because it's going in. We are about to go deep diving into the coral reef. He just said spread wide coral reef. Weef. <laughs> he says spread wide coral reef. Here we come. So there's something funny about the idea of a cash cow, because if I think of somebody who is wealthy, and then I also imagine them being a cow, that is one hilarious picture. It's like, imagine a cow with just grip after grip, stacks upon stacks of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars just everywhere. This cow is swimming in green. Mm -hmm. What a crazy picture. So we say cash cow, and I guarantee there's probably more to it than I'm seeing in my head. But what do y'all think? Do you probably, I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of you have that same kind of image where you get this, it's almost like a literal randomness of cows and cash. I don't know where that came from, <laughs> truthfully. <laughs> Me either. But I, I know, I know, being in the business world, a cash cow is something to be desired. Mm. It's um, you know, there there is a matrix in marketing, and cash cow is the thing that generates the most revenue. Mm -hmm. It's it's the the golden child. It is the the shining star, whatever you want to call it. It is your pro. It is the one product in the line that you can always bank on. Yeah. Um. So there's reliability, predictability, and it's, it's lucrative. Is that what it is? Is it, is the cash cow more or less like your premier product? That's the premier. Is that yeah. what it literally means? That's it. Wow. Oh, you're ruminating. I am not as oh, good because I'm learning something right now about... It's funny because I took it so face value. Nah, keep like, diving, man. Keep diving. I thought about like when I thought about cash cow, I thought about a person, a, a particular type of individual who just had a crazy accumulation of wealth. And I looked at them and I'm like, yo, they're the cash cow. But what you're saying makes a lot more sense, although mine is way funnier. It is. But, <laughs> but you know what? But here, here's the thing, though, with that. So taking your rich person and the cash cow, so the person behind the cash cow gets mm. to reap the benefits. Mm. So, you know, your riches, your status. Wow. So, you know, I'm going to 
I'm gonna alley oop that for you because I know you can work with that a little bit. You, yo, you just got you got me thinking hard here about that was quick too. The cash cow is something that the person trying to become rich stands behind, yeah. very much like an idol. Mm, oh my it. goodness! You're on it. So I never put that together. Like a cash cow could be idolatrous in that particular way. That actually takes me back to. <laughs> Because I was there, ready? Uh, Mount it. Sinai with the burning bush. <laughs> Little Sinai. <laughs> Baby Sinai. We go in as small as we can. The Sinai of Minutia. So anyway, nerd alert. Uh, we are going back there for a moment and taking a look at Moses. Moses goes up there to receive the words of God. God tells him that he is the I am. Past, present, and future all in one. You can't define a timeline for God. Wow. Mind blown, transcendent being talking to a finite human in crazy ways, burning bush. Are you kidding me? Could you imagine part of the foliage outside just combusts randomly and boom, there you have the words of what appears to be God. I don't know what else you would call that because that is clearly a supernatural evidence of God happening. I don't know how else to put it. He's literally just happening in front of you. You're sensing, you're beholding this great thing, this great being. Then you go down from the mountain. And what happens in the valley? (laughs) What doesn't happen in the valley? Let me tell you what happened in the valley. So you got Aaron, A-A-Ron. He's down there chilling with the Israelites. They're fresh out of Egypt. I don't know how long they were out of Egypt at that point. Not too long, right? A couple years, a couple months, you know. Don't don't quote us on that that number, but it, it was it was a little it was a bit of time yeah. separated from their escape from the Egyptians, from the Pharaoh, and crossing through the Red Sea as it opened up. Craziness. Aaron's down there with the Israelites, and they all come back to him, begging him to create a golden calf. A golden calf. After they've seen God do this great work, mm-hmm. they still want to go back to the old ways. So what happens? Aaron ends up more or less going, he, what is the word? Um, he more or less compromises. He makes a compromise in that moment and all of the Israelites take all of their belongings, throw it into the, more or less like a collective pot, boil it down. And the way the, the way the scripture reads, it almost seems like, like a toaster strudel. Microwave. Straight up, dude, like out pops this golden calf. And they start worshiping this golden calf while Moses is up there receiving the Ten Commandments from God directly. Maybe more commandments. There's something to any of that, but it's, 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 a funny, it's a funny contrasting story where you have this mountaintop experience with Moses and what's going down, what's going on down here? One man's receiving the words of God and literally the, the Shekinah glory is on Moses. He had to veil his face so he didn't die from seeing the glory of God in that moment. The Shekinahs are like this, this incredible light that God carries within his essence, within his being. And the, and the Shekinah glory is something that is so pure. If you were to see it directly, you'd, you'd probably dissipate. You'd be done. You might burn into ash. I don't know exactly. But Moses actually came down with what looked like an emanation, like a, a, a a halo of light on him. He actually had to cover himself to not harm the people down below. And he came down with the glory on him. 
he had glory face. That's like me after I shave every every other day. Just wanted <laughs> to put that out there. Yo, he said he glistens like the smoothest Not today, baby's tuchus. Since we're going Israelite, I like the word tuchus. Like that. Like that. <laughs> See where it took us? Oh! It's <laughs> another layup. Bro, I like the layups. They used to call them uh, chippies in the old school. A chippy. Go and get that layup. Get, get the chippy. That's what my kids it's call cheap. their snacks. Chippies? That, that's where it got me. Oh, that's cute. But redirecting though, back to this, <laughs> back to this golden calf. You were on, you were on to something with with this golden calf. And Was the, the on power, to the that's power the dynamic. key. Power dynamic. So with that, <laughs> but but it but it is very interesting though because to bringing it back to the cash cow and following that that same analogy, it's like the the person behind the cash cow is reaping the benefits of. Um, there's yes. a strong relation to whatever this cash cow is. So mm-hmm. you have Moses who is receiving the eternal yeah. from the eternal, mm-hmm. receiving guidelines to live. And then down in the valley, you have Aaron with the golden calf and the Israelites. And that's all they see. They're looking at the temporary. Um, at the time, it's, it looks appealing. And yes. a lot can be said. A lot of the things that we run into during the course of our lives are just temporary gods. That's you know, true. they're they're not eternal cash cows. You know, they're just temporary, temporary comforts, mm-hmm. um, things that just make us happy. But when you look out months, years, decades, those things fade away. What Moses came down with are things that are are eternal, last our lifetime and beyond. So it's very interesting. Both could be perceived as cash cows. But only one is a true cash cow, and only one has life-changing impact. Uh, so it's it's very it's very interesting to take a step back and look at the things that we think of as cash cows, the things that we place our our beliefs and hope on. And I think that goes to the root of our faith. You know, where where your heart is, mm. that's that's where your treasure is. That's true. And uh, and where you spend you your treasure. Up demonstrates where your heart is right it kind of goes back and forth to uh to prove to prove something of who we really are in our character to chris's point something kicked into me as he was talking about um the 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 eternal reaching the 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 finite if you will Mm -hmm. that's that's the best thing i could think of right now uh, where Moses and the and the the Israelites, they're just broken people. Their 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 death is coming. Mm-hmm. They all know they're going to die at some point. Like this isn't a mystery. And what's really cool about the situation, in a sense, is it shows the pure carnality of what it looks like to live when you're not full, when you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit wasn't indwelling many back then. In the Old Testament, it's it's only the anointed, which were few and far between. Moses was anointed. Moses was given the Holy Spirit. Would you agree? Yeah, he yeah, was an apostle. He it. was basically an early apostle in some right. sense. Um, he was given he was given many gifts in order to lead a, a really quite a large group of people mm-hmm. for one dude, and God gave him Aaron as a supplemental help, and Aaron was really helpful to Moses. 
Moses said he didn't have, he wasn't skilled in speech. So he gave, so God gave him an Aaron, but Aaron didn't always do right. right. Even though he was more skilled, more eloquent in his ability to speak, he was, he, he was more likely to succumb to the pressures of the people in certain situations. Uh, but then again, truthfully, Moses was also a person who would succumb to the pressures of the people, which is why one of the reasons that he didn't end up entering into the promised land and was angry with the Israelites. Uh, they bugged him and bugged him to strike the rock again so that they could get water again. But it wasn't, so, it wasn't in the direct way that God wanted Moses to, to walk forward. It wasn't a faith-driven movement. It was something that Moses said, all right, fine, I'm going to strike the rock again because we're thirsty. And we're just going to trust that we can do it in our own strength now that God showed us that. But God wants us to, God wants us to be fully submitted to him in every single way without fail. And that sounds impossible. Mm-hmm. If we're being real. There's really nothing about that that sounds uh, easy or even attainable for that matter. So I think about this whole situation and I look at, I look at Aaron and Moses and I think, all right, these guys have the spirit of God. In particular, Moses, that's mm-hmm. clear. And Aaron follows Moses carefully. But the rest of the Israelites, it's, it seems like they're just following after where the spirit is most obvious. As soon as the spirit isn't right there with them and they're being guided very directly, they fall right back into their old patterns. It's snap fast. It's, it's a little crazy, but if you think about it, the only difference between us and them is today because of what Jesus did in cleansing us, giving us the washing, both, both outside and inside to purify us, the Holy Spirit can now indwell us, which means that we can be filled with God's spirit and empowered to do these works in a personal relationship with God. Whereas I don't think in the, I don't think in a lot of cases, uh, people from the old Testament had these same opportunities. They had to follow the direct lead of someone who was literally anointed by God and full of the spirit by God's design. It wasn't, it wasn't as open, uh, to the greater amount of people that exist uh, like today versus back then. Right. You know, something interesting, I was thinking about this. When when my kids were about to be born, we went through the whole name um, name selection process. <laughs> and I read through like 5,000 names. I was doing serious homework looking at these names. And I came across Aaron. And Aaron means lofty or sublime. Ooh. And so, you know, that that's why my son's name is Aaron. I give him a name of responsibility. Yes. But then I, I think about that. You know, all of us are lofty or sublime because the Spirit of God is within us. Mm-hmm. We run into problems when we don't step into our identity. And that's that's something that goes back to the, the golden calf, you know, trying to set up a lesser God, um, something lesser than God to um, take our attention or to help us, to, to, to please us. Mm-hmm. And those people weren't walking in their calling. They weren't walking in their identity as reflections of God. Mm-hmm. And so I think we run into a lot of problems when we place other things in front of God. You know, first commandment is specifically about God and placing God first. Yes. And that's not because God is, well, God, they, they do say God is jealous, but righteously jealous, but it's, it's for a reason. It's for a reason. 
because everything else falls under God. Why would you want to place your faith in something lesser than the greatest? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like rooting for the number two sports team. It's like, I don't, I don't know about you. I don't really like number two. Number one, I strive to number one. I don't set my goals for number two. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of where this interesting relationship was, where you have God on the mountain and the little calf, which some people thought was the cash cow yeah. uh, in the valley. Everyone had an opportunity to walk in their identity, um, but only a handful of people actually did. When you look at this over over time, mm-hmm. and it was it's it's interesting because like you're talking about the identity. How long did they really have their identity in in this this one God? It wasn't that long. So by technicality, these were baby believers. Mm-hmm. And Moses, the way that he was brought into the whole thing, it wasn't like he had a crazy amount of time in this space either. He had done some wild things. He killed an Egyptian mm-hmm. who was harming a, one of his fellow uh, Israelites. Right, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and when you think about it, he was very impulsive and even even overly aggressive in his anger to kill someone over over a quarrel, a fight. Uh and that was something that that was something I think that may have plagued him throughout, almost like a thorn in his flesh. And I say that because the whole time he's struggling to try to lead these Israelites while still trying to grow in God himself. What a, what an incredible challenge. So this guy is like a, this guy is one of the earliest pioneers of the faith. He's trudging along while trying to help how many people? What was it roughly? A big number. It was a lot. cover everything. It was a lot. It was a large amount of people. It was a nation. Yes. It was a nation. That's a great point. So a whole nation is following this guy. And he's still trying to grow himself as he's leading them. And God is still filling him, showing him things t- as they go along. And he literally had to walk by faith the entire time for this to come to pass. While stumbling, erring, making foolish decisions from time to time because he was still a human, while learning to trust God throughout the whole lifespan. And he lived, he lived pretty long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Way longer than we'll live. Yeah, they they lived longer back then. Yeah, they built different. Yeah, <laughs> raised off of that non-processed food, like all, all that good stuff. That's true. They were truly free-range cows back then. Free-range, yes. Those cows were the cream of the crop. You were waiting for that. Was I? I know you were waiting for that one. <laughs> I don't even know if it had any kind of uh, comedic potence. Never. We started out with cream, so I like how you bring that bring creme. that right back. We'll go with the creme de la creme. <laughs> but interesting, interesting, you landed there with top of the top. Yeah, um, and it, it keeps coming back to that point. It's like, wh- why follow lesser gods, mm-hmm. lesser things? And if the word God makes you feel uncomfortable, why do we follow lesser blank mm-hmm. anything else? Why are we chasing after things that are, are finite, that'll only be here for a couple of days, a couple of years, a couple of decades? Mm-hmm. Um, I think about my, my family story, how 
you know, ages ago, this, this is probably a little over a hundred years ago, my great, great grandfather, his family died. Uh, most of his family died because of tuberculosis Ooh. wiped out almost the entire family with the exception of his dad. That was it. You know, wiped out um, his mom and all of his other uh, siblings. Um, yet I'm still here, which is interesting. So even after everything had swept away his family, you know, young guy, he turned out to be a, a pastor. Mm. And that's why I have a line of pastors in my family. Wow. The interesting thing about that is why it why it's so poignant to me is when I think back to him becoming a person of faith and he prayed fervently and, you know, he was able to lead a church. Mm -hmm. He ended up being a father of 12, wow. um, just a just a giant in the community. But I think back to that, the same God he prayed to is the same God I prayed to. Mm. And you think of all the people that have passed away in that gap of time. You think of all the structures that have passed away during that period of time. The same God that he prayed to is the same God that I prayed to. And so when we're looking at what is a true cash cow, mm -hmm. we have these little gods that help us for this small period of time versus the eternal. And if you can't wrap your head around eternal, because it, it drives me crazy to try to do that. But I can't think of things that over the period of a hundred years have influenced generations that have built eternal wealth, that have allowed us to be lights to others. So um, that that's one of those things I whenever whenever I find myself trying to affix my attention on every other fleeting thing, mm. I have to be reminded of where I came from and the God that was consistent through all those seasons. Yes. Amen, man. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Because that's that's a part of your testimony. And and God has given, he's given a, a, a blessing in the generations for you guys. Because that's not something that, that's not something that everybody experiences. Sure. And the fact that a line of pastors came from, this was your grand... Great-grandfather. Great-grandfather. Yeah. I mean, that is, it's really a beautiful thing when you see God redeem one person within the family through wild adverse circumstances only to draw an entire line from there right of right of people who desire righteousness and it only takes one mm -hmm. it seriously mm -hmm. does like jesus came through the davidic line which is david as in like david and goliath right. what a while like all the way from back then to when jesus was born god saw fit to go from david all the way through that's a that's a bunch of generations too. Mm -hmm. How many is? I'm not going to ask you a number there because oh, that's gosh. that's too specific. Yeah, but it was quite a few mm -hmm. generations, and and God has an amazing way of drawing us to Himself. His, it's His kindness that leads men toward repentance. So when we have an opportunity to behold this great God who loves us, who wants a relationship with us, the, but the key is taking hold of it. Like actually holding it and, and learning to value it. And I think looking back to the, the ancient Israelites with the golden calf, they didn't learn. They hadn't yet learned to value God at that level. They were trained up in a, in a specific way within a, I don't, I don't remember if it was, was it a pantheism? Was Ooh. it, was it, was it all gods? Yeah. Yeah. A pantheon of gods. Right. 
Yeah, they did across across the yep. board. So that's why the plagues came, and they were so specific to each god. Mm-hmm. Each of the plagues was actually a mockery of a god, oh god right. which is awesome because God will not be mocked. Mm-hmm. He'll come and mock y'all with whatever you're putting above him. He's always supreme, and it's it's just cool to see how. God uses these situations to draw people into himself. And even in our, even in our foolishness, our weakness, his arm is never too short to come and save us. He always has the ability to catch us where we are and then to create a new space where a remnant is made. It's like, it's like you could always, you could always trace back to your great grandfather and say, that's a remnant right there. Right. Right. Like God literally saved this man in order to create a righteous lineage. But it's beautiful. The interesting thing about that is that like like both of us he had a choice. Yeah. And all of us have a choice and that's that's where it really hits home. I, I could imagine if he made the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. And so we we are the result of many choices. And just think about us sitting here right now and you sitting there right now. What what will come behind us based off of our decisions? What decisions will we make today that will impact generations? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I share I shared that story because it's a reminder to me that so many people had to make the right choice yeah. in order for me to be here. And so it's the same choice that we have today. Do we do we chase the worldly cash cow, the the lesser God, or do we chase the supreme God, the the true cash cow, the true, the true object, if I could say that, the true object of our desire, the one that perfects our faith, the one that has saved us, the one that will reside with us forever. I guess the the invitation is consistent every week. You know, choose wisely. You can't you can't chase both. You can't have both. No. But the benefits of choosing God, God, you know, the true cash cow, the true number one is eternal. And there's no telling how you and how we will impact generations based off of us choosing wisely. That's so true. I go, I go again back to your great grandfather. And I think in a sense, he's, he is serving as a cash cow for mm-hmm. you. Amen. Because he is a wealth of goodness that God has put in him, that God had put in him in order to allow you guys, the, the next people in the, in the, down the line in your generations, mm-hmm. uh, to become something special in Christ. He, laid a, he literally became a seed. Right, right. And that seed actually was rooted in, in Christ. He took on the good seed, mm-hmm. the seed that does not yield bad crop. What a beautiful thing, man. Now, it just keeps coming up for me in my thoughts that you actually had and have today mm-hmm. both a real a real life person you know another human mm-hmm. that 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 actually did something in order to be obedient to god to demonstrate their their uh, allegiance to god to jesus and then you have jesus on top of that mm-hmm. and i'm going to share something here it's it's yeah, kind of yeah. it's a little bit of a bummer but not necessarily it's it's sad and is good in many ways, I feel like, like your great grandfather, I f- it seems to me that God is starting this whole regeneration process in my family line through me. And I'm not trying to be self-proclaimed in saying that because I am messed up. I come from 
lots of uh, devastating, unfortunate event, events mm -hmm. that caused me a lot of harm. And then out of that harm, I caused others a lot of harm. But the beautiful but here <laughs> <laughs> is that God redeemed me despite those right. things and gave me an opportunity to repent, to turn away from wickedness and to seek him with all my heart and to obey him. And I'm putting that into my kids. I'm putting that into the people I'm around. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of the gospel where so many of us still are. If you're ashamed of the gospel of Jesus, the scripture is clear. It says that Jesus is ashamed, ashamed of, you. of you. That's not a, that's not an exaggeration. That is straight from the scripture. And I want you guys to see what it looks like to be unashamed. When, when Chris and I step to the mic, to the camera, and before you guys, it's not to put on a show. I promise that. Even though it's Internal Explosion, the podcast, that's not what it is first. First, it's, a, it's an appeal to you. It's an appeal to the audience to, to taste and see that, that this God is good, that he loves you and wants a relationship with you, and that we want to try our best. Mm -hmm. In his strength alone, because without his strength, we literally got nothing. In his strength, Chris and I want to really give you a taste of what it's like to love God, what it feels like to be in the truth. If any of this stuff resonates with you, I hope that you take it to, to God in prayer. I hope that you take it to your next conversation. Find some people that are interested in talking about this stuff. The more you talk about it, the more prevalent it becomes in your life. So ask, seek, and knock, mm -hmm. and the door shall be opened unto you. Right. So if you want to know God, start knocking on that door. He'll bring people into your life that allow you to have the space to talk about it. He'll start to reveal himself to you in ways that you couldn't understand. I couldn't explain it to you right now because he meets us all in quite unique mm -hmm. ways because he sees our hearts and where we are personally, and he meets us there as individuals. But ultimately... He gets to you individually because he wants to bring you in to his greater body, the body of Christ. He wants you to be a part of that united body that he says he is going to come back and literally marry. We're going to be married to Christ. That is crazy. Craziness, man. So if you're, if you're into that kind of thing, <laughs> we invite you to, to take it seriously and, and, and reach out to someone you trust, but at the very least, say a prayer, mm -hmm. throw it out there, mm -hmm. see what happens. I mean, y'all believe in karma and energy and good and bad. And I don't know, at least all you binary folk, mm -hmm. all y'all think of it <laughs> like that. So any, any of you who are outside of that binary realm, I encourage you to risk being offended to see what else might exist beyond the things that you framed for yourself in your postmodern framework. And that's, that's from the heart. I'm not knocking you. I'm not hating on you. I just want you to think about it. If, if you can get past some of the firewalls in your own heart over these issues, cause I know they're heavy and they're hard to deal with. Definitely. Um, but yeah, the, this whole thing about cash cows and stuff like that, um, I hate to change the topic. No, I'm okay. getting like mad hungry right now. Like, bro, we're talking like, about cow. Like, I I could go for. It's like you said, cash cow. I'm thinking burgers. So you know that's my thing. But but before I go get that burger, I do want to say that that Jesus promised life and life more abundant. Yeah. That is that is the invitation. Mm -hmm. Um, when we talk about things that are binary, you either have life more abundant. 
or subpar. Yep. And like we said, not number one sounds so good. Yes. We we chase number one. I think all of us like number one. Um, from the menu. From the menu. Oh, gosh. Come on now. Oh, He's gosh. starting to think about number one, yo. He's like... I'm visualizing number one right Every now. single menu across the United States of America. Number ones rule the land. Number one is always <laughs> the best. That's why it's number one. Yeah. They know it's going to be their hitter. Because it's a cash cow. Got him. Got, Got him. him. <laughs> <laughs> but but we're, we're chasing life more abundantly. We're chasing life more abundant. And yes. so that that is the invitation to, to chase life more abundant, to step a little bit outside your comfort zone. And God will meet you there. God will meet you right there in that gap. So, uh, yo, be bold. Uh, be truthful. Um, be transparent because God already knows. Uh, have a conversation. And that's where it all starts. Chris about to uh, – he about to do a bun dance. Yo, abundance. Let's go. So you're right. I need that. Yo, he. We talking about burgers. I couldn't help but think about abundance. Mm. I'm about to get up and start breaking it down. Get that meat with the patty and the patty with the roll. Put it on the thing that you got to go and scroll. I'm hungry. <laughs> See, All now, right. Now, All right. Now you're killing me. All right. We're outroing <laughs> right now. Thank you again for checking us out here. Internal Explosion, the podcast, episode 11. 11. Cash cow. Again, this is Benny J. And it's your bull, Mr. Ride or Die Central High, right here in the building. Thank you so much for checking this out. We hope you uh, continue to come back and uh, check out more content to come. Peace. Peace. Burger time. Now songs be stuck in my head. Yo. Thank you. Got the meat and the patty and the mayo on the roll. Everybody come along and I got to go and scroll down your phone on DoorDash. But you know I'm going cray. If you don't like that, then you might want to. Nothing. 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 <laughs> I got nothing. So I'm stopping right now. That's a rap. <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible song. Somebody will like it. Someone got it. <laughs> that was good, man. So Yo, that was a uh... that was definitely more character.